Good morning, it's Saturday, May 23rd. We're about to get into our Bible reading and I wanna give you a heads up as to where we're going in 1 Chronicles chapters 8, 9, and 10. That's our Old Testament reading. And we're gonna read about in chapter eight, uh, Saul's lineage from Benjamin, of course. And here we see a little bit of his family and lineage. And then in chapter nine, we see the names as it relates to the resettlement of Jerusalem. And then in chapter 10, uh, we read about Saul and the death of Saul. So we're getting into some more detail here and we're about to expand that thankfully as we move on past these lists of names. But notice, and I hope it arrests your attention there at the end of chapter uh, 10. It's a short chapter, but in verse 14, it talks about Saul's failures. And then it has this very strong statement. It says, and the Lord put him to death. I mean, that's just a such a huge thought, right, about God bringing to, 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 the, to an end the life of here, this monarch, this king of Israel. And it's a sobering reminder that our lives are in God's hands. As I think about James telling us we ought to think clearly about our smallness and in humility recognize that we can't say, I'm going to go to this city or that city, make a profit in return. We should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So, I mean, at the most fundamental level, we think Think about God holding our lives in His hands, and He has the ability to give life, to take life. And as we think about the judgment that God brought on Saul, that is, and his family later on, as we remember in our reading about David bringing judgment on his family, that just is a uh, just a, a big statement and a helpful reminder of the bigness of God and the smallness of us as human beings. John chapter eight, our reading is in the New Testament, verses thirty-seven through fifty-nine, and we see a lot of discussion here from Christ about Satan. Himself and the association non Christians have. As 1 John says, there's really only two kinds of people. We have children of God and the children of the devil. And he calls these people here that are rejecting him as the Messiah. He says, You are of your father, the devil, Diabolos, the, the, the one who opposes, the one who is pitted against what is good and right and true. Uh, he calls the devil, who you don't want to be in league with, uh, the, a murderer. He wants to murder. And in chapter 8, of course, they talk about putting Jesus to death and the alliance that he sees these opponents having with the enemy, the spiritual enemy of God. He says um, that is just that you're getting the idea of ending life uh, and and stamping out your opponent here uh, from him. And he's a liar. The things that he wants to promote is not the good. It's the bad. And he says that's why um, you are responding in the way you are about lying about me. Um, and he says something huge here as we reach the end of our reading in verse 50, uh, 55 through 59, the, uh, the last section here about which one of you convicts me of sin. He talks about his sinlessness, and then he talks about the fact before Abraham was born, I am. And often you'll hear... Um, Bible teachers talk about that phrase, ego ami. Ami is the verb to be. Ego is an emphatic uh, personal pronoun, first person, singular personal pronoun, I. Uh, I am. Before Abraham was born, before Abraham was, I am. The pre-existence of Christ, the uh, perfection of Christ, say, who convicts me of sin? I mean, who would ever say that to a crowd of people that knew him, right? That just is a huge open invitation. What is my fault? What is my wrong? What sin have I ever committed? And then to say before Abraham existed, I am. I'm the always existing one that is at the heart of the root of even God's proper name, Yahweh. You remember his revelation there to Moses back in Exodus. Uh, I am that I am. Uh, the New Testament speaks of him in the book of Revelation as the one who was and who is and who is to 
come, the book of Isaiah, underscoring the eternality of God. There's just so many things that would bring someone to the place that these opponents were at the end of that statement. If you did not buy it to say, you are blaspheming, you're making yourself out to be equal with God. And so it was that this was a huge motive for the crucifixion of Christ. The blasphemy that they saw it as is taking God down to his level when in fact they needed to raise their level of Jesus to the place of God, which is of course what is presented to us in the Bible. Our community imperative is found in Philippians chapter 4 verse 21. It's very simple. Uh, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus, the brothers who are with me, greet you. He says then in verse 22, all the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household where he was imprisoned. And so the idea, simple three words, greet each other. And that may be hard to do, especially if you think and study the word itself to embrace. Uh, there's some limitations on that currently, but I hope and shouldn't be for long. This is the default greeting in the Bible, a affection, a, a, a tactile connection to embrace or even to the idea of, of to greet, to salute, and literally the lexical idea of saluting, to joyfully welcome, to, to accept, and, and to be the kind of person that sees other Christians and has that sense of, of welcoming them and saluting them and, and uh, embracing them. And so, you know, it may be through what we call them greeting cards, but something that expresses that on paper right now, something that expresses that even through a text, uh, just to greet one another. And sometimes just even our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, just checking in with them and greeting them as the day starts or as the day wanes and just to, to connect with other Christians and give them the respect that they should have in your mind because they're children of the King. So three words, greet each other. That's our community imperative today. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, on Sunday to talk more about Chronicles and John, and we'll be back with you then.